welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but them views, they are amazing. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am your moderator here, still Rona Free for the time being, yes, uh, Lee Jones, and I'm joined by my other Jones brother. Yes, sir. Hey, what's happening? All good, man. We down here in South Florida, living life to its fullest as much as we can, brother. Damn right. <laughs> Rona ain't scared of nobody, man. We still out here getting it, getting it, getting it each and every day. Trying to do the best, man. Man, so what's a typical day like in the household for you, man? We about what? Two, maybe three weeks into this thing? So this is the third, well, actually, second week of, of classes for kids, but this is mm -hmm. the... They were out for spring, a week before spring break, spring break. So this is the fourth, actual fourth week of being, starting the isolation quarantine. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Take it day by day, man. Like, again, don't be stupid, but I'm not getting overly crazy out here. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I got to go out every now and then and get groceries. Or go, I had today, I had to run to the drugstore and pick up some prescriptions, but, mm -hmm. and just place safe, sanitized and keep it moving, man. Yeah, I've had to go out a few times um, out the grocery store, what I was saying. Uh, but, you know, just different stuff with family. I was out all day today. Um, I do uh, advise people, you know, if you're feeling sick, you're feeling symptoms, don't play with it in your head and go back and forth and wait two, three days, you know what I'm saying, until it comes full blast at you. If you feel it, you know what I'm saying, go ahead and get to the doctor, get tested, at least tell, let them turn you away. You know, so you have some kind of peace of mind uh, because that's kind of the situation I was in earlier today uh, with a family uh, brother-in-law. And, um, you know, he was kind of sort of sick. You know, he was having these symptoms or whatever. And we was just telling him, you know, you need to go to the doctor. You need to go to the doctor. There's like three days in a row, you know, and he's just, you know, not doing it. So you got to finally just pull him out, drag him down there and let these uh, nurses lay hands on him, uh, take him out there to that tent you know, and uh, get him through that testing and everything. Um, Yo, so the tent scene is crazy. It's really, I mean, I haven't seen one, but just to think about some of the movie, I got a text from a frat brother who's in um, the medical field last night. They got word that the Miami Beach Convention Center is transforming into a tent location. You have to. Um, there's one more. Dolphin Stadium went there like a couple weeks ago. They were testing. That was just when they opened up testing. I don't know about tent for as far as treatment or whatever. But it's like these tents are popping up all places. Like it literally is something out of movies sometimes the way they describe it, man. So you you got to protect yourself and, and be smart about it. But again, at the same time, it's like people need to understand that um, you can't control, you can only control your actions, right? In your household, things are going outside. And I read something earlier, people are, some people are getting uptight about people going out and still being out and doing stuff. But it's easy to say that from your situation where you can sit in the house and do stuff and they really put in perspective of people that may be suffering from addictions or suffering from things, they need to do something to get out of a single-minded environment that may lead them back to whatever had them trapped before. So that I'm, I was already not for everybody just needs to stay at home and lock themselves in the door. You need to get out, you need to breathe, you need to do something, run around and be smart about it and come back home not out chilling and socializing. Like people still having brunches and family gatherings and stuff like that. Like, okay, we need to pull that back. <laughs> but if I need to go to Lowe's or Home Depot to pick up a couple of things because I'm gonna come back and do some things in my yard 
and that's going to keep the man who's addicted to being on the computer on sites he shouldn't be on, keep him busy. Because, I mean, it, it was somebody somebody shared for me. They know somebody, like, they can't sit at home because they're tempted. Mm-hmm. So their thing was they needed to go out and be busy. That's what they normally do on a daily basis, keep themselves mm-hmm. busy. If you're stuck in the house and all you have is your phone or the computer in front of you, most likely what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. They're going to fall back into that, into that lap. So I had to think about it, like, there's so many things in people's lives that we had just have no clue about that we got to just make sure we take care of our own, let, let the rest of the world just handle. Let's go. You can't make people fall into a, a mold um, just because everything is going on. That's my personal opinion. I know some other people don't agree with that, but hey, that's why I'm allowed to have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I have to get out some way, shape, form, or fashion every day, you know, otherwise... You know, I, I, I'm loving the work from home aspect. I think once we iron out, you know, schedules and things like it's definitely going to be something that I'm going to fight very hard for mm-hmm. uh, when we actually go back to whatever normal is or becomes um, getting back to work. But just got to get outside, man, um, and move around and stuff, because, you know, sitting at home in four walls, just because you got the sunlight shining in. It ain't no different from me being at my desk at work. And then at this point in time, I actually have a little bit more freedom. Um, like you said, staying busy, you know, I get it. Um, I like to I like to use a certain term, staying active, you know, because, you know, you can be busy doing, you know, any and everything, you know, stay active, stay productive, you know, just make the most of the opportunities. Like I've had opportunities to meditate, mm-hmm. had a hell of a meditation session. Um, guy, I think his name is Jay Shetty and Jada Pinkett. I think that was Sunday. Yeah, I saw y'all. I saw y'all post about that, man. Man, that meditative session was so on time and so on point. Um, like just the from the parenting yourself aspect. Mm-hmm. That joint caught me by so much surprise. Um, I. I, you know, you get on and I had no idea, you know, I just saw Jada Pinkett come across the, uh, come across the Instagram live and I don't even really follow Jada like that. Um, but for whatever reason that day, you know, it's like, Oh, okay, let me see what she's talking about today. And it happened to be that meditation. And he took me, him, uh, Jada and, uh, Jay Shetty, I believe his name is. They take you through this exercise and you get into the meditation and mind you, I haven't meditated in probably, six months mm-hmm. um, and they taking me through this exercise and they get you to a point where you see a younger version of yourself and you know whether I think he was like you know 12 13 or even as young as seven or eight and you know you see that younger version of yourself walk up to that younger version and just embrace it you know what I'm saying give it that nurturing you know moment mm-hmm. and that piece was just so powerful for me like it was just I was overcome with all sorts of emotions just by literally seeing myself in my head, like hugging my younger self and just being like, okay, it's going to be okay. And I don't know, that hit me. It had such a great impact. It was an amazing day. It actually got me back into the mode of meditating. So I did a meditation yesterday. I'm going to try to get one in tomorrow morning Mm -hmm. after the podcast, I got to do my push-ups and sit-ups and then, cook these uh cook these crabs <laughs> that's another story <laughs> you want one of them people i saw in the picture hustling busting trying to go get the crab right man let me tell you about this thing here so 
<laughs> outside of the the great meditative moments, you know, my mother-in-law loves me so much. So I end up having to take her um, some medicine. And she had told me she got me some fish because she goes to the fish market every so often. And she, you know, we eat fish a lot. Um, and she makes like some of the best fried fish ever. And I be frying it now too. Mm. Um, so she tells me she got some crabs the last time uh, she went to the fish market. So I was supposed to be going down there to pick them up today. Turns out I end up taking my brother-in-law to the hospital, but we already talked about that. So, you know, he's good. <laughs> but she goes and get these live blue crabs. And I'm just like, thank you. But I've never boiled a crab a day in my life. I've been to several. I eat them. them. I've never done them. The last memory I have of actually boiling some crabs was my dad boiling them. I think we were in Georgia at the time. I was probably seven, eight years old. And he dropped one on the counter right next to me. And I'm sitting on the counter. <laughs> he dropped that thing. I took off so fast and ran and jumped on my bed before that crab could, you know, put his claws on me or whatever. But that's it. So it's like I got these crabs sitting on ice in the in the kitchen that I got to do something with tonight. So I had to go to the grocery store. Got to do something before they spoil. Exactly. Yeah. And then that's the other thing, man. They didn't. She didn't. Uh, they didn't put them on ice when oh, she right. left. So when she got back to the house, I heard and dumped some ice on them. So I'm hoping that they're still alive. Uh, when I open that bag, because otherwise, you know, it's a waste. I can't cook them. I go back to my, my South Carolina roots, my dad's side of the family, man. Every every time we go down there, go find a bush of crabs, call around and hustle up, everybody pitch in. Mm-hmm. Get the pot going. That They had, like, back in the day, I remember back in the day, before everybody got the, the propane burners on that stuff, to build a fire, they had the big old black wash pot. Yep. Um, that big old, old silver tin. Yep. Yep. Man, get that thing fired up, get that fire going under there. Throw the crab in there, throw some potatoes, some corn, some sausage in there, boy. Yeah. I've been cooking them uncles ever since. I was about four or five years old, as early as I remember out there with them doing that, man. Yeah. Even I don't even eat them that much, but I'll, I'll tear a couple up. Mm-hmm. After that, man, it's just that right there where we do that, that just brings everybody outside, everybody to the table, sitting around talking, and just it's just a good time, man. It is, man. It's just one of those good family moments, man. I remember yeah. sitting around the table so many times, especially as a youth, when they don't want to give you no crabs because they're so scared you're going to mess over you're gonna them. You're going to waste them, yeah. <laughs> you're going to waste the meat and the crab, man. Here, take this leg. I'm going to do with a leg. All right, right, man. I want so, some of that good meat. I'm going to have to – I need, like – I'm talking about the blue crab. You need, like, 12 right. to make even a decent meal. I ain't going to crack all these stupid legs. Give me the real meat, man. I know how to crack the crab. Exactly. And so now I got Nia as soon as I walk in the house with the bag. She's like, you making crabs tonight? I'm like, uh, yeah, just I don't know when because, you know, I got this to do and that to do. But she's dumb excited, man. And she actually does pretty well with them. Like, she cleans them out pretty good at 10 years old. That's cool. I've robbed my kids of that 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 joy right there. So maybe one day we'll get them. <laughs> so you old school with it. I'm with you. Because if it was up to me, she would still be wondering what they look like. It tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of the kids, man, um, outside of how we deal with our day to day, I think one of the biggest things um, transitions um, is getting into these e-learnings and e-classroom environments and distance learning, whether you're in college or the fifth grade. Yep. And and us as parents, you know, that's crazy for us because not only are we the parent, now we're the teacher. So we got to deal with some of us got to deal with our badass kids and really understand why they aren't learning what they're supposed to be learning during the day. And I'm so thankful for this time because it connects. 
a lot of the dots because mm -hmm. your child, you talk to your child. They tell you about what they did in school that day. It's always the social stuff before we get to the actual what you learn. Right. Right. But then, you know, there's some disconnect there a little bit. And then the teacher, you know, the conversation or the communication between you and the parent and the teacher is sometimes lacking, in my opinion. Uh, we try to do the best we can with the agendas and the class dojos and stuff to stay on point. But, you know, sometimes parents get busy and I forget to check agendas. I forget to send dojo messages. And I'm relying on the teacher who's with the kid every day to, hey, if you see something, say something. Yeah. But sometimes they get busy. They forget. And they're dealing with 26 other kids, right. not just yours. So now we're seeing, and when we see those gaps during the regular school year, well, all you have to rely on is the interim reports and the report cards. It's like, okay, it's not painting the full picture for me. And now when I'm with Nia or Chris is with Nia and we're going over math or reading or grammar and stuff, and we're seeing the things that, you know, the, the disconnect and why the disconnect is there. It's like, oh, this is the key, huh? Okay, so we got to put this type of formula together to, to get you, you know, where you are. So what I want to get in today is, you know, some of the options that parents have outside of what the school may be offering, right? Okay. I think we can kind of, you know, start there. What programs or where, what additional resources can the parents be looking into, especially if you're like us, where the Google Classroom was just set up last week and the teachers are just now posting assignments and things and, you know, the kids may be blowing through them or whatever. So I, I want to, before we get to the resources available, I want to backtrack because there's a, what parents should be looking for when they get, when they get the assignments, right? When they get mm -hmm. uh, updates from teachers, emails, um, class dojo messages, whatever platform they're using. Um, because one of the biggest things out there is the discussion because we're supposed to be moving to distance learning. But a lot of times, like you just described, it's almost like homeschool, which is two totally different concepts, right? Homeschool mm -hmm. is you are the teacher, you are providing support, um, providing the instruction, providing, um, filling those gaps when the teachers are not present. And that's one of the things I'm dealing with personally, with my own kids and, and the work I see them coming home with, because this is really, it's not, is learning from a distance, mm -hmm. but it, in some cases, not instruction, right? And again, that's no knock to the teachers per se, because first thing, I got to give credit to majority of the school systems out there because they had a short period of time to transition their entire district, no matter how big or how small it is, to a platform that 95% of the instructional staff had never used before or very, very rarely used during their daily instruction. So now they're, they're forced to take the curriculum, put it online and transition. Now I'm, I'm hoping that evolves over time because we need to be to the point because the part of distance learning is instruction should still be going on. That does not mean, my personal opinion, doesn't mean assigning the textbook pages with just a video that explains it. That means as an educator, as a class teacher, I'm recording myself either doing some problems, um, and, and whatever else is going on. So we need to move past, give teachers the credit, understand mm -hmm. that they're doing their best, but just mm -hmm. pay attention to what's going on. Because like you said, we are, I'm hoping parents are starting to see some of the things. Not that teachers are always right, not that kids are always right, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm hoping this gets to paint a better picture. A lot of times those conferences came up where, do I, no, my kid knows how to do this. My kid knows how to do that. And now a lot of parents are saying, no, my kid may not know how to do that. Um, they, they, yeah, they don't. We run into so much on. of that. Yeah. 
um, how how will how can I support that at home? And how can, now that I know these gaps, what can I do? Um, so again, there's a lot of tons of re resources out there, um, but I do think we're going to see a shift in the way things are happening from here. One thing you said earlier was about um, jobs realizing that more of their work could be done from home, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's a realization a lot of people are having. Um, the funny meme out there, we're about to see how many of those meetings really needed to be in person, <laughs> right? Um, when we can jump on Zoom and use the platforms, but really when it comes down to what other stuff is out there. So my kid is having a struggle reading what things are out there. So obviously we can set them down with a book. You can put them on a program, a computer-based program, but one of the first things is to have the dialogue and observe and listen to your kid read um, to try to figure out what the thing is. Because you got things from decoding, um, not be able to take to pull the word apart and put it back together to understand how to even pronounce the word, say the word. Mm -hmm. Then you got comprehension, which is I can read the words. I just have no idea what to say. I can read it verbatim from top to bottom. Okay, so what did it say? You get this blank look on the face. Right, so they've learned how to decode words. They just can't comprehend the the meaning behind it. So we we take things in chunks. So, and and this goes it starts at an early age. But if you notice some of the um, decoding things, and some of these things are based on age. But again, if I'm having a decoding issue or it's phonological awareness, whatever the case may be, is just understanding those sounds and those blends. Something as simple as ABC Mouse they used to that I know a lot of parents have seen the the ads for over the years. It's free right now. I don't know how long it's gonna be free, but I think it was at least for three months and I saw it advertised two weeks ago now um, that they were providing a free, free platform for parents to use um, because they realized that extra support is gonna be needed at home. Um, the older kids, um, you get to middle school up, there's a program called Achieve 3000. Um, and this, these provide science and social studies and historical based um, texts they read and for to build comprehension. So you, you have a uh, ability to go in and, and pull these texts by grade level, or if they're struggling, you can go down below grade level a little bit. Um, and they're centered around things they like. So if there's a specific science topic, a period of time and social studies are part of the world they want to listen to, all these things are, are free right now. Um, you, you got language things. You got um, Babel is a um, foreign language platform right there. Um, similar to, um, what's the other popular one? Rosetta Stone? Rosetta Stone. Um, so Rosetta, but Babel's another one is out there. I think they're for three months or till August or whatever the time frame is, they're, they're all free. So if your My kid had, had started me, maybe learning another language or you said you just want to expose them something because you know it's possible they can take it next year in, in elementary school or middle school, all that's free right now. And they can get a basic intro for free right now it's just you got to sign up of course for the to enter the platform login but all that stuff is free right now that's cool my son was just asking he said he want to learn spanish so i was i got to get online if I, I knew i was gonna have to find something but like babble yeah. sounds like the groove um something i'll add to that list that we use in our household i just got my son set up with because uh, he's down in florida and he goes back and forth between his aunt's house and my mom's house mm -hmm. um but Khan academy um, i was on into this for yeah I think that that one I think is pretty amazing. It's free and they have a plethora of resources from almost any content you can any, think of. Anything like physics, economics, like if you're an adult and you need some classes, yes. you might want to go check out Khan Academy too. 
Uh, Khan Academy has been around for years. That's one of the things a lot really? of people slept on. It's been free all the time. Um, wow. And the thing about it was teachers that actually use it in a classroom, they use it as a supplement. So I'm going to teach. Um, and Khan Academy kind of does with the model, I believe, if, that, if the person talking was the t their classroom teacher, kind of do. So you, you're the teacher. You at least, I'm going to take a math example as easy as they're talking, but they're right. They have the program on their um, computer where they can draw and you're seeing them work the problems out as they're talking through it. They're not just putting the problem on the board and flash up the next part of the problem. They're, you actually see them do the work and talk through it. They talk about misconceptions. They talk about common mistakes. They talk about all these different things. So if math is your Achilles heel, Khan Academy is going to be one of your best friends to helping kids through it or just learning it yourself. And it's funny you point out that uh, how they help you work through the problem. One of the things, one of the learnings that me and Chris had, Chris actually pointed it out to me, um, was why uh, Nia may struggle sometimes in math because mm -hmm. when they're in the classroom setting, um, she thinks that Nia is taking notes, but she's just writing down what the teacher is doing on the board. And so when they were doing the long division problems with the two digit and three digit numbers or whatnot, Chris and Nia were doing it side by side, but Nia was just writing down, you know, what Chris was doing. It was almost like she was copying instead of That's like working through the problem, it, yeah. you know, cause she didn't really know how to do it. And so once we identified that, it's okay. Now we got to take the time so you can learn the process. And that might be something that, you know, the teachers, they think that they're giving it to them and their kids are like, yeah, uh-huh. With the glaze on their eyes, but they get home and it's like, I can't really retain this stuff. So um, I think one of the, best better practices is actually going through this stuff with your kid i mean if you have older kids middle school high school yeah you can set them up on a laptop and they can pretty much go for what they know they might mm -hmm. be taking classes that you aren't the most familiar with between their sciences and maths and things like that but if you have an elementary school kid where they still doing some of that basic arithmetic i think sitting down with them even with the reading and language arts and stuff sitting down with them and going through that stuff step by step with them um, giving them that real personal time that they may not be able to get in the classroom will be very beneficial. That's, that's an excellent point. And that's actually one that, that leads right into one of the things I wanted to make sure that we hit on tonight during this conversation was because this from home aspect right now is everybody. If, you, if you're still blessed to be able to have a job and still work from home, because a lot of people right now that they don't have that option they're out of work. They've been laid off, furloughed. If you don't know all of the stuff, listen to our last week episode. We had a whole section on all those different things right now. So there's a whole group of people that do not have um, employment right now that are they have the time, um, but never have been in a position to instruct or help their kids, right? You have a whole other group that are still trying to juggle their nine to five and then also get school together for their kids. So one of the things I wanted to make sure we talked about was a couple of things to help kind of alleviate that because I've been listening to friends talk. I've been in conversation with my colleagues, um, heard principals and superintendents over the last week or so um, set up these things. But one of the main things um, that's going to help assist that is a schedule, right? Yes. It, it sounds simple. No. Right? <laughs> but it's not simple to do. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Think of um, it's, it's, it's um old psychology. Mm -hmm. Is it Pavlov with the salivating dog? Yeah, Pavlov with the salivating dogs, right? Mm -hmm. So the bell rings, 
dogs know that starts out of anything because they're expecting the treat, they're expecting the food, right? So what have we trained kids to do? The bell rings at nine o'clock in the morning, get to class. The bell rings at 9.50, pack up, go to your next class. 9.55, the bell rings again. They're in this mentality of a set schedule. Whether they want to admit that they like it or not, they're used to a schedule going on that kind of dictates their life. Now, I'm not saying that's the best route because I'm seeing a lot of kids who that's not the best environment for them to be. But if you're working from home and you have a, a child that still has to do that, has to do work as well, um, try to figure out a way to work so they can work independent, what they can do independently they do. Then maybe sometime after that, you can work on them during lunchtime. If you can take a break every hour and a half or so, just kind of check in with them, spend 20, 30 minutes, then go back to work. Try to figure out a, a workflow um, that's gonna be beneficial to you and your child. One, because think about it, the kid is not sitting down in front with a book in front or in front of a computer for five, six hours straight at school. There's other things going on. There's the distractions in the class that you got PE, you got other special areas going on, where they're going to art, music, you got activities in class where they're interacting with their friends. Most kids right now, unless they're on uh, their phone chatting with the group or a friend, they don't have all the interaction. Second thing, so set up the schedule. Um, and if you need help with that, drop some, drop a comment in, in the, um, underneath the podcast and we'll get back to you about some of the ideas that I have out there. I have some schedules set up from friends from kindergarten all the way up through high school. The second thing is that utilize classmates and other, um, other families. So for instance, um, I, Ali walked into my daughter's room the other day. She was on FaceTime with three other girls in the class and they were walking through the problems themselves. So if, if you have that ability to do that, utilize it. Let your kids start utilize. Use Zoom. Zoom is free right now. Um, there's a lot of con um, controversy about the security. They've updated some of the security things over the last couple of days after some things happened last week. But Zoom is an excellent thing. They can get on, have two or three people on, walk through the problem. They can show their screen, walk through the work, help each other out. My, my boy twin, he did that himself. And I was like, okay, like y'all thinking through this. Y'all think I like it. The second thing is maybe have it if, you're, um, if you are working and don't have that time, maybe do a rotating schedule with parents. Like one parent can get on Zoom and help the class in the morning, somebody else in the afternoon, or maybe on an hour, hour and a half rotation um, where you can come in and, or one parent is, maybe some parent is an engineer, some others are a doctor, they can help out with the sciences, somebody else is in the business field with the math and all this stuff. Like focus on your talents and see how that can benefit a group of kids. Um, because we're all in this together, we're all figuring this out. So as much help as we can support to one another, we got, we got to get out there and just make this thing work. It, this is new territory for everybody. It is going to cause a shift in the, edu in the field of education overall, but I'm, a, I'm excited about some of the opportunities. Um, we just got to see when, when we go back to school, what's going to change there. That's going to be the thing. Um, yeah, have a, oh. Schedule an environment. Give them a, the last thing about that. They need a place to work. <laughs> they need a set place to work. If, even if it's on the couch, that's fine, but no TV distraction, no music distraction. Like the older kids, I get it. They, most, a lot of them can work like that. But younger kids, like seriously, they need a place to work. We went through and set up a place in, you pick where in the house you want to be. It didn't have to be your room. You can tell me anywhere you want to go the day before class started and set them each up a workstation. 
Like, again, that's what we found to work in their room. It worked in their rooms, but it may be the kitchen table. It may be the dining room table, but have a set place where that's work. And then when I leave up and go for there, I'm leaving this behind. I can't have stuff all the time. It helps keep organizing everything like that. For one quick tip, if you're, if you're lucky enough to have an extra um, computer monitor or small TV in a house, teach your kids how to use a dual monitor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why. They're used to using computers, mm-hmm. but things like that, reading text and going back and answering questions, they're not used to flipping back and forth uh, from tab to tab. And it, it, it stops the flow of the, the comprehension process. If they could put the text on one screen and have their questions on another screen to answer and read and look up, it'll help them out immensely. So that's just another tip for people. If, you ha- if you're lucky enough to have an extra monitor around, or if you can find one cheap, or if you have an extra TV, you can plug in HDMI or the, the other cord. Um, it will pay dividends because, first of all, I teach them how to use two screens, which is, this is beneficial for efficiency later on in life when they do stuff. But for <laughs> the work they have to do right now, it just sets up a different environment for them to, to think and process different. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm with you, man, with all of those things, man. The schedule is definitely important. I mean, we still transitioning and figuring that out. Um, it's funny because Nita was utilizing her classmates this morning because uh, she missed her morning meeting yesterday mm-hmm. because we didn't know if it was a scheduled time and the teacher never got back to me when I asked her the, uh, the question. So her classmates are you know, hitting her up like, hey, eight o'clock you know, we got to get in the meeting at 8.30, you know what I'm saying? So she's up and ready, but she got that extra push. And they can interact on the Hangouts. You mentioned Zoom. They're all on WhatsApp and stuff, you know, just keeping each other accountable. And really that social environment, I think um, that social piece is really important to them too. Um, I will say that because she was like, you know, I miss my friends and everything. And throughout this whole period, you know, it's just making me think more and more about the homeschooling thing because I think we are going to see some exponential gains out of her um, uh, her her scholastic achievements and such mm-hmm. um, just because we're able to give her that personalized attention but we also want her to still because she's a social child she's very social we want to be able to balance that social interaction um, so when she's in school next year or whatever we come up with you know, I'm looking for resources on how to do both, you know, the homeschool environment, maybe a fine art school where it it plays to her left brain situation and she can still go and get that private school type of learning and challenge and be a little more structured and focused. Mm -hmm. Um, So trying to figure out the sweet spot between all of those things and and gathering research and and information on those. My daughter has already come back already after these first two weeks of, not even two full weeks and said, I think I may want to do online online school for high school. Mm-hmm. She's, she's the one. She's the structured one. She's the one. She's up every morning, dressed, ready to go in front of her computer before mm-hmm. we even come down and check to make sure everybody's is up and she's ready to go. She got her assignments done for this week. She had one thing to do today. For the rest of the week, she's basically done. And I would love that, you know what I'm saying, as a child. like, And that's what I'll be trying to get Nia to understand. I've just been a little busy the last few days, so Chris has really been taking a hold. But if you get a, a list of assignments, like right now, yeah, we kind of behind the curve, you know, we're trying to catch her up to what she's supposed to be or whatever, but she's doing great, you know what I'm saying? And now that she's understanding stuff, she's excited about learning. Chris is making it fun. I'm making it fun. You know, we're making sure she understands stuff. You know, once she gets past that, what my question is, 
do you think the school systems will have to transition and adopt? And this is, I guess, the public school system or maybe private schools too. Do you think they'll have to adopt more of this online environment um, because of how much better the, the children may end up being? I, I think the option for this will increase. So I take a step back. Every state, to my knowledge, at the state um, Department of Education level has a virtual school option, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that I know of at least. I don't, I don't know of any state that doesn't, let me say it that way. Um, but when it comes to local schools thinking about how they, they run, run everything, like I tell you what, one of the things I've been trying to get a teacher to follow and do and me work side by side with them for the last couple of years is the idea of the flipped classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just it simply is normally you do homework at home, you do the practice problems, you come in, I give you a lecture, and then we do go through some things. The typical way we learn, right? Go to mm-hmm. school, teachers up, does some problems, models for you, how to read, how to do arithmetic, whatever the case may be. Flip classroom is you, I'm gonna record all that on the video or my module of my learning, which would be the distance learning now. That's your homework. That cuts out the problem of kids not doing homework, resources at home. You can pull the video up on a phone, on a tablet, or on your computer, whatever the case may be. When you mm-hmm. come to class, it's time to get busy. We're working, we're, we're doing projects, we're doing project-based learning, we're doing all these different things to keep you engaged. And you've, you've already had the lesson. We answer some questions and then we getting busy. We're getting work, we're up, moving and doing things. That has been a, a model I've been trying to get somebody to do with me for a while and nobody's taking it on yet. But again, just in general distance learning and using this platform, I think you're gonna see a spike in, in families that realize that my, I can, I can, this is working for us. We, we figured out the schedule and environment. I can keep my kids home. I have more time. We can travel. If I had ideal right now, if my house was built and finished in South Carolina, we would have packed up and left like two weeks ago and been there as long as the internet connection there. They're going to school here in Florida, but we're sitting in South Carolina. All we need is the internet. Like right. seriously, the idea is: do, are they learning and they're getting the concepts? Exactly. If that's if that's a yes, whether it's I'm going to enroll at my local school and do something virtually, or I'm going to work um, enroll in the statewide virtual academy. I, I can still do the same work. I'm getting the same standards. And I'm be testing on the same things by the end of the year. We're gonna see. We're gonna see a shift in that. Now, I think there's going to be disparity in communities, though, that do that. There, there will be a disparity in the communities. That, and that's the thing. So some of our communities are not going to do this or be able to be ready for that, though. So, and so that, that's, the, that's the gap. That's the need, right? You, you got, you know, when we talk about feasibility studies, needs assessments or whatever, it's the communities that are going to need the extra resources, those extra tutoring programs or extra computers, you know, those extra electronic devices that the school systems are giving out now for people who need them. We're going to need those gaps filled because, you know, you got people that's in survival mode in these inner cities. They can't devote that same type of learning time to their children, even though they need it. But if they had somebody that could come into the home and pay attention, you know, and and really help their child succeed, set them up, and even the model that you're talking about, this flip class, uh, flip flip mode, flip classroom? Flip classroom. Yeah, the flip classroom. That already is propelling your child for what they're going to see in college. Because that's all it is in school. You know, whether you're going to a trade school, whether you're going to a two-year or four-year university, it's so many online classes and lecture captures now. Like, everything you do, you, you first of all, you're teaching yourself. 
when you get to when you get to college. Yes. But you 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 have that that setup at an early age to set them up for success. So I don't. It, it sounds like an amazing idea, man. I really want to see it come to fruition, man. Whoever, you know, whether it be you by yourself or you know with another partner, but that 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 model of classroom, I think that's a I think that's a thing. And so one thing that I've been, not all right, my one of the things my standing points on on public education now is, we're still in the industrial age style of education. That's what I was. You know, we've to been you. out of the industrial age for years. The reading, writing, arithmetic model that we use, again, the bell ring, come to the schoolhouse, do all this stuff, was because we needed literate um, people, they could perform basic mathematical functions to go into factory jobs. The school system never evolved after that. We went to technology age and all that stuff, the school never caught up with it. This is going to be one of those things that propels the educational system to rethink what they're doing and propel itself to, to evolve itself to get to the point where, okay, we can do things a little bit different, provide the opportunities out there for people. Absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, if you was listening, man, we gave you some quick tips on how you can turn this space into great opportunity and transition your, your children into great learning machines if they're falling behind or, you know, you saw them struggling a little bit with the regular school system. And mm-hmm. now that, you know, you have a perfect opportunity to turn that tide. I'm seeing it in my daughter. And these four things that BJ outlined are the exact things that we are either transitioning in or, or have set up for her to be successful. Setting that schedule. You know, they can't be getting, going to sleep at 12, 1 o'clock in the morning like it's summer vacation already. And then no. getting up at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Half the day's already gone, man. And I feel, if anything this is the perfect time where you take that elementary school kid that has, that has been having to get up at six o'clock in the morning with the brain fog and everything and let them get up at eight o'clock so they can get the day started at nine. Like I think normal elementary school should operate, but figuring out that schedule. One thing we didn't talk about is, um, or point out is how you want to tailor that schedule to your child and their individual learning styles and needs and things. Um, Because I've seen, you know, the, you know, I wanted to start out with the the 10 to 11 learn, you know, reading 11 to 12 math, 12 to one lunch stuff. But, you know, with my child, it kind of doesn't really work that way. Um, especially share with, something real quick. with things uh-huh. bleeding in. I can pull it up real quick and share my screen. Um, so that, that right there, when I say schedule, mm-hmm. when I say, I, I don't, I don't mean a solid, 10, 11, 11 to 12, all that stuff. What I mean is, so for my, so my, for those that don't know, my, my youngest are twins, right? They're both in six, boy, girl twins. Again, my daughter's the one who I just described a few minutes ago, said motivated to my boy twin, that's not him. So the one thing saying that is your schedule, did you, is not, if you have multiple kids, don't think the same thing is going to work for every single one of your kids, the same exact thing. It may have to differ a little bit. Um, and I, that's, that's a struggle too. But again, meeting their individual needs, the same thing we would expect the teacher to do, right? The, the environment, the instruction, the time on task. Can you see my screen right there? Oh, yeah, yeah, we see it. Okay. I'm actually going to ask you for that, ske- for that template once we get off. So, and anybody else who wants it, just drop your email down there and we'll send it to you. Because what I did, we, we went through on Sunday night. This is the first week, because I learned last week what he needs. I watched him last week and I watched him struggle. And I tried my best to make sure I helped, but I fell short because I just didn't know. 
so far this week is working out. So what we did, we went outlined every single task that he had to do, and we put it. So if you, we could do sit there and do math all in one day, right? Mm-hmm. But then you, I know you're gonna get frustrated. So mm-hmm. what are all the things you need to do? Let's map out. So by the end of each day, these are the things that you need to do. And simply all you do is come over to the box. And he does it himself. Put a check on it. Absolutely. <laughs> so he knows. And this week, Monday, when, while he struggled to be done by 4 or 5 o'clock, and I let them work at their own pace. Mm-hmm. Like this week, Monday and Tuesday, he was done by 1 o'clock, 1.30 in the afternoon. Because he mm-hmm. had a set schedule. He wasn't flipping around all the web pages to find different things. He knew which tasks he had to do. He would mm-hmm. flip there, open it, and get it started. Um, he'd been working with, he's been working with his friends on certain things. He may have questions before going to me. I'm all for it. Today, they decided that these last two assignments, him and the friend said they wanted to work on together. So they, they themselves decided to move it to another. His friend is using his schedule <laughs> to do all the work because they have all the same classes. Mm-hmm. Like, so they, this is what I'm talking about, sharing stuff. This is not, I don't take credit for this. I modified a, a thing that was out there that works for me. But again, you just drop it in here for the class and assignment. And when they, they're accountable for it. I'm going to show them how to do it again this week. Then the following week, I expect you to fill this out and I'm going to double check you. And then as time goes on, hopefully we're not doing this forever. But if we are, you get to a point where you're doing it. This becomes a habit for you. Exactly. My daughter looked at it and said, no, I don't need that. My older son, he, he decided to use the, the sticky notes built into the computer yeah. with all his stuff he did. And he has a second monitor with all his sticky notes. He just goes and cross things out on sticky notes. I'm like, whatever works for you, man. Mm-hmm. But for him, he needed to see a plan. Okay, I'm making progress toward a finishing goal. And if I get this done today, my day is done. And when work is done, I like walk away from the computer. Don't do any more schoolwork for the day. You did what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Like, I'm not holding that over your head. Go outside and play. You can play video games for a little bit. Exactly. You earned it for the day. This is your checklist to say you've earned and you're ready to go on to do your free time. Exactly. Yeah. So again, the schedule, the set schedule, or uh, is not necessarily going to work for every kid. Um, but some type of thought process to plan out what needs to happen. So I just wanted to share that real quick. And again, if you want the template, I'll make it available. I'll send out anybody who wants it. Just drop your email and let's say send me the template, please. Brett Jones Jr. Absolutely. So yes, the schedule, utilizing the classmates, um, getting on the same page with the other parent in the house or support systems, whoever, rotating schedules to help alleviate some of that pressure. Um, That was the third point we brought up. Um, So working with your spouse, your significant other, your boyfriend, your auntie, your uncle, whoever it is, Mm -hmm. figure out how y'all can work together. So, you know, it's it's like having a child, man. You got to rotate who getting up to change the diaper and feed the baby every so often. You know, me and my lady, she's the math guru, and I'm typically the reading and, you know, writing guru, so we work it out that way, but figuring it out, figuring out that balance, so everybody, especially if you're two parents that have to work from home, like we do, you know, so you can't, no one person can devote all of that time, and then lastly, the environment, we got two office setups in here, I'm sitting at one, we turned this extra bedroom into an office a few months back, and then we got another desk outside, uh, so, you know, not letting them get in too much of that comfort zone, you know, like doing work from the bed, you know, like that ain't, no, nah, we need to have a little bit more structured environment, sit up, you know, get your music going if you like it in the background or whatever the case may be. Um, but let them be in that environment that's going to be suitable for learning. 
And, you know, if you got any extra questions, any other comments, even suggestions for us. Suggestions, because I don't know everything. And trust me, I haven't seen everything. There's plenty of stuff going on out there. Share it with us. Let's go. Hit us up at 13th Floor, please, on all your social media platforms. You know, you can hit me um, on Facebook, at Jones This, uh, on Instagram. BJ, same thing, man. We'll take care of it. Just let us know, and we'll pass that message along. Yes, sir. BJ, before we get out of here, man, you got anything you want to say to wrap this all up in a nice, nice bow? I just, I just want to say, like, I know there's some frustration, but work with the teachers, right? This is all new for everybody, and everybody's trying to get this right. They, they assume goodwill, assume good intentions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a learning curve for a lot of people. Learn some people have never logged on using webcam before in their life. Um, some of the teachers, and again, it's hard. People say it's hard to imagine that nowadays, but it's the reality. Um, so just be patient, um, stay in contact with the teachers, stay in contact with the school in general, um, any updates. If your kid, oh, if your kid um, has an IEP um, or receives any other type of service from the school, please reach out to whoever's in charge of that because they still deserve the same services and support, um, whether it's virtually or not, um, whether every school system handling different but they, they still are entitled to the same services um, from their um, special ed coordinator, special ed specialist, whatever the title is in your area, they're entitled to those same services. So make sure you don't just let it fly by. If they get um, physical therapy, um, speech and language um, therapy support there, they're entitled to all those services still. Those don't cancel. So be in touch with the school and those people to figure out when and how that's gonna be set up. Very important for those kids who need it. If you need it, it's been identified. You deserve it and need to get it. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, you can get this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Vimeo, and YouTube each and every week. Wherever you listen to your podcast, we are there. And that is it here for us on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Stay safe. Be well. Uh, yeah, 140. Welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. It's the 13th floor, y'all. It's the 13th floor, y'all.